0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Computer, this is Data.
1: I'm an android. Cranjus
0: McBasketball. I was processing all of the information. Processing.
1: It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Cranjus McBasketball. Analytics was crap.
0: Does not compute.
1: Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. (laughs)
2: Hello and welcome back to the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. My name is Tom Z, joined as always by Tim, a.k.a. Cranjus McBasketball. And Tim, today we're going to finish out here the rest of our Biggs conversation that we started yesterday. Uh, If you haven't uh, heard that one yet, go back. It's up as a pod already. Impassionate defense from uh, Christian Wood and his camp. Tim, have you been reached out from them, possibly for some kind of retainer or any any updates in that area?
3: (laughs) I I have not been reached out to. I have gotten a couple DMs from folks who. Who are I don't know in the know from a league standpoint, saying, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" He's, he's a little bit of a headache.
2: <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Is it
3: worth it? And I, I think my stance is still yes. Fit is there. It it makes a lot of sense. But if you are worried about that side of things and you don't think that he is an option that the Lakers should pursue. it's not just Bismack, Biombo or nothing. There are are some other guys out there, some of them domestic, some of them international. And uh, I guess we can, I guess, just round out the conversation by just mentioning a a few of those other players because it's more than just a two-horse race, though, yeah, no, I'm still still pushing for that one (laughs) horse for sure.
2: I mean, it wouldn't be a summer if you didn't have some deep cuts. I mean, listen, folks, you're not going to get people you know, I mean, yes, he would made a Christian Wood defense on one pod, but what separates Tim is, you know, he's going to do the deep work, man. He's going to dive into, you know, guys we saw in Summer League in 2018. We're like, okay, let him cook a little bit over in Euro League, and we'll come back to him. And you know what I mean? Keep an eye on him, see what he can do. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we're here to do. Uh, check out some Euro prospects. Uh, we we watched some footage of Hassan Whiteside cooking in the Puerto Rican League. Yeah, that's the that's where we're at this uh in the summer process folks.
3: Hey, and I'm I'm not going to be apologizing for it. Like there's other good basketball yeah, in the world outside of just the US. I don't know if the Puerto Rican league is the best out there, but there are some of the guys we're going to talk about today, they're playing in some of those better leagues in the world. It's not at the NBA level, but it's respectable basketball and there's a reason why top prospects are able to grow and develop and, you know, do well there and then make it over here and continue doing well. And a reason why we see, you know, you know, quote, rookies that are, you know, 25, 30, 32 years old coming over from Europe and and finding success in the NBA. It's, you know, they play basketball at other places. This isn't American football where it's like, I don't, I don't really know if I trust like this American football prospect coming from somewhere else. I don't know if they're playing the same game. You know, they're playing basketball and for what the Lakers will be looking for, potentially, if it is a and cut big on offense, anchor big on defense, like there are some dudes out there that are tall, big bodies that can play drop coverage and can dunk the damn ball. And if that's what you're looking for, we've got a couple options. And, and I don't think you need to confine yourself just to the guys who have been floating in and out of the league. There's nothing wrong with these players who find themselves on title-winning teams overseas, starting, playing big minutes in big games in front of big crowds, making a bunch of money and getting their endorsements and all that stuff overseas. You want to look into that market as well. And some of those guys may not be interested in coming to the NBA, uh, or maybe from a contract standpoint, it can be difficult. But it's certainly an avenue to explore. And, you know, if you're looking as a team for all those little hidden advantages, and this is a lot of why we use the data and the scheme is like, you know, we want to be 5% better here, 2% better there. Why only look at guys who have been NBA players? Look at guys who have played basketball elsewhere and you might find, hey, if you find like one solid rotation player every five years looking at the international market, that could be a competitive advantage. So it may not ultimately be the answer, but it should be part of your due diligence. And I think that's, that's what we're here to do today here uh july 25th you know months away from basketball
2: absolutely and uh you picked some good players you know i watched um i watched both of mustafa fall and uh walter eddie tavares in the uh, EuroBasket basket final four with zach milner when we did those streams so it was interesting to see guys like that kind of dominate uh both respectively because of It's a little bit different out there, you know, obviously with the athleticism, but being able to, you know, how many guys in the, how many lobs over the top these guys got in in the film. And, you know, they're able to high point the ball, keep it up, not bring it down to get stripped, you know, finish through some contact and, you know, set good screens. Uh, They close out to the three, they're able to get some blocks that way. So these are dynamic, All you know, they're all roll and cut big, you know, slash anchor bigs, which is what we kind of talked about a little bit with Biombo there. So, you know, there's an argument you can make that some of these guys, you know, Walter Tavares just won Eurobasket, Final Four MVP. You know, he's very important for his team. Um, and so so let's dive into Mustafa Fall first, Tim. These are significantly bigger guys, all three. Um, Mustafa Fall's listed at 7-2. 273 but he moves pretty fluidly and he's got a lot of other skills i saw too in the film a uh, good passer you know able to finish at the rim extremely efficiently um do you think after you know trying to get in the nba being on the lakers summer league for a while uh you think he's he's ready to come into the league and uh, and be an impact player i think so
3: he for for the folks who have been watching Summer League for a while. They may remember that name. He was on the I think it was the 2016 Lakers Summer League team. He went overseas, and he's just gotten better and better and better. He, as you mentioned, that that passing actually really solid. He's been used as a post scorer just because, and we see this at the college level when you're that much bigger than everyone else, like you just can. But I think at the NBA level, he probably probably becomes more of a roll and cut big, and I think that better meshes with the skill says he has, this is a 99th percentile efficiency guy scoring at the rim. He's scoring 0.19 points per shot better than expected on layups and 0.19 points per shot better than expected on dunks. So it's not just that he's getting high quality looks because his opponents stink. He's, he's shooting really darn well at the rim. Can't space the floor, not a jumper guy, but he's huge. He can play drop coverage. And in that, that very specific role, he can add a lot of value. He's been, playing over at Olympiakos in Greece. And this is a team that is in the Basketball Champions League. This is a team that's able to, you know, go out and, or not the Champions League, he's in EuroLeague, uh, go out there and, you know, compete on one of the best international teams in the world, start for them, be a passer, be a scorer, be a good defender. You mentioned his athleticism. He's a little bit more fluid than some of these, like drop bigs that like I I, is really good at playing drop coverage and just defending the rim. I think fall has a little bit more juice to him in terms of mobility. And I mean, I got to go after this and post some of his, his highlights. He's got some sick highlights in terms of just the angles. He's able to get blocks from the dunks. He's able to make the, the rebounds he's able to grab, like just truly a really large person that is really solid at a couple specific things in a way that I see translating. He's six inches taller than Bismack Biyombo, and 31 years old. So uh, yeah. he's younger, he's bigger, he's been more effective. And I don't like, I, I feel like it's fairly straightforward. Like I, we know what he's good at. It should translate. And looking at the film, it looks like it would translate. So I'm, I'm in, I just don't know that he would be like available or interested. Don't know, truly do not know. It's not someone That is, like, advertising publicly, like, I want to go play in the NBA. Um, But you you never know. He, at one point, did try to give it a shot. It's been a few years. And I think he... Man, a minimum contract is still pretty good money compared to what a lot of these guys are getting overseas. And a shot at a title can be very enticing for a lot of these players.
2: Yeah, I mean, even just being able to break in the league for, you know, once or one season, being, like, you know, having that in your cap in, uh, but who knows, you know, everybody has different motivations and and whatnot, but I think he is skilled for his size and I still slightly worry about him versus, you know, pick and rolls being able to, you know, even kind of, I don't know, stay on the court with his offense, even though he's very good in that skill set. Can he get bumped off? You know, what does it look like when he's, you know, dealing with people who are a little bit faster and, the reads he has to make when he's passing are a little bit a little bit more complicated as some of the the pace of the game in Europe is is a little bit slower so it's Mm -hmm. not a one-to-one it is obviously still basketball but I do worry slightly about some of those other ancillary skills translating a hundred percent
3: yeah I think that's fair it's it's kind of like when you see, and and I'm not saying this directly applies to him, but like when we see guys who are just physically dominant at the high school and college levels that are able to just, you know, they don't necessarily need to be good at the other things to be good. And for some guys that stymies their growth, and then they get to a level where they're no longer physically dominant. And it's like, oh crap, I didn't work on all of those other skills that would have made me effective. I didn't work on my technique in a way that would have allowed me to retain that edge. And for a guy this size being able to just like if you're this big you should be able to sort of do what he's doing we'll see with some of these next names they weren't quite able to do what he's done and i think he's been among the i think he's been the best at doing what he's done in terms of his dominance around the rim on both ends of the court for an overseas player but it still definitely is a risk it is an adjustment for the team taking him on and then also for him like he's in a really comfortable spot right now he's on a very good team that is Mm -hmm. consistently competing for titles. He's got a very solid role. He's starting, he's making good money. Does he risk going over to the NBA and it not working again as a 31-year-old? And then how would he potentially rebound from that? So I think on either end, there, in many of these cases, will be a natural hesitation as they try to figure out, like, does this translate or not? And while I think the job itself will translate over fairly well, is he able to still be effective without having that gigantic athleticism and size advantage like he has right now.
2: And then another player, you know, very similar to uh, Mustafa fall is Walter Tavares, Eddie Tavares, as he is also known. Uh, He's seven, three also grades out probably as, you know, the same role in the roll and cut big and the anchor big. And he's just throw that ball over the top, catch it, you know, (laughs) drop it in guy. And that, even though he did get Eurobasket MVP, I think his translation is a little bit even more worrisome for me, Tim, because he is a little bit more stiff uh, than mm-hmm. Mustafa Fall, at least from the film I've seen. But what do you think about Eddie Tavares uh, coming to the NBA trying to be an impact player?
3: Yeah, I have – my stance is similar. I, I would prefer to have Fall. I think that Tavares – you know, he's an inch taller. He's a bit less fluid and mobile. Still same general roles, World Cup big, anchor big that you would want to be using. Uh, Real Madrid starting center. But I, yeah, I would prefer fall. I put Tavares on this list because I think he's, you know, one of the next best guys up and also is someone that has had interest in coming to the NBA. He and the Portland Trail Trailblazers as recently as this week have been talking about a potential deal. So I know he has a buyout that, that they'd need to sort out with his current team. But he's someone that has at least demonstrated interest in coming over. And so is someone that should, I think, from my perspective, at least be considered not my top option on this list, but is an option on this list, again, based on the size, the fit of the role. This is, you know, again, we're not looking for a 30 minute per game guy. We're looking for a dart throw that might be able to be a legitimate backup center or a third string center that can add an element to this Lakers team. On the defensive end with drop coverage, is, I guess, would be the, the way that L.A. would be able to diversify their skill set. So he's someone I think could do that at an above average NBA level. I don't think so, but, uh, you know, better than some of who else is like floating around right now within the NBA pool of guys who have not been able to get jobs. Yeah, I, I think he should be in the conversation.
0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Okay. Um, and then the other guy we watch who is in a similar vein is Hassan Whiteside who uh, might be your new bae that might be your new guy you can't quit <laughs> I think this is the second or third this might be the third year in a row you've you've pondered what is Hassan Whiteside doing is this is this an intervention um is not this... not directly but um I just want you to you know explain yourself oh it's he's he's good at
3: the couple things he's good at. It's you know, from a defensive impact standpoint, very consistently, he's been a really solid anchor pick, just a drop coverage guy. If you need him to do multiple coverages, that's not his game. I think, from a processing standpoint, he's not the sharpest if you try to have a really complex defensive scheme. But if his job when he goes in is roll, dunk, ball, drop coverage he He should be able to do that. and and he's shown at the NBA level as recently as the 2021-2022 season. He could do that adequately as a backup big in Utah. So give him a simple role, give him a straightforward mission, set him up. I, I think he'll be able to convert, and we've seen that in his his current role in Puerto Rico. I, I don't have a I don't want to word it as respect, but I, I wouldn't say that that league is on the same caliber as the caliber of play from the uh, the past two guys we just talked about but we do know that Whiteside has been able to do this well at the NBA level he's I think anytime you bring him up people think he's either just horrific or like oh this guy was actually really really good like I think he is a solid enough dart throw backup center that can be good in a limited role I guess is the way I would phrase it with him he is one of you know those Tim's you know bargain bin dart throws you should be able to get more than minimum value out of this guy at a minimum contract and that's my pitch and i'll see you in 12 months to
2: make it next year uh i mean yeah so you don't have like uh you know where where he's any reports about his you know positive attributes over the last six months Maybe he's, you know, maybe this Puerto Rican teammates love him, dude. So I, I see a
3: quote here. I just Googled him. I see a quote here, bro, playing like Jesus Christ during the flood. I don't, during the flood, I don't what? know if that reference actually makes sense. That's not a good, that's not a sensible reference.
2: Oh, that's, um, red flag. that's red flag energy to me. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I'm not seeing anything here that should uh, move me away from him. He's 34, so he's yeah. older than some of these other guys. And he is a couple seasons removed from, from that good NBA play.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, hey, worth a look. If you're, if you're throwing a dart on somebody <sighs> and it's going to be a non guaranteed minimum contract and you're just trying to find something, I think
2: you can do worse. I think he's probably out of the league forever. When was the last time That's he like, played? Two, three years ago? Two, two
3: years ago. Not this past the year, season. But the year he, he was a backup for Gobert. He did right. go bear stuff, you know, dunks, drop coverage, and he did a good job with it. Previously, right. in other situations, trying to do more than that did not go well for him. Uh, nearly as much, Sacramento tried to like make him do more than just play drop coverage, wasn't his thing. Uh, so I think how you use him can very much make a difference and on on what his impact is. But I'm not saying he's you know a sixth man or should be a starter, but. I think he can get on a team and be an end-of-bench guy that, you know, crap, AD's down for a game. We just need someone we can throw in there that can play drop coverage. Jackson Hayes isn't that guy. You know, throw Whiteside in, break glasses in case of emergency. But then you can say, hey, we've got Castleton for that as well, which is part of why with this roster spot, I'd be more interested in the, the Christian Wood type guy who is more of a spacer that diversifies things on offense because on defense, I think you do have that Break glass in case of emergency guy with Castleton.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, there's, We're getting into that territory where it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, what's the upside of seeing what Castleton can, can do, kind of in using these guys more of a, uh, in case he's quite not ready, or, you know, giving him a little bit of a, a runway up into that, you know what I mean? mm mm-hmm. yep. So, let's move on to a couple guys who were on the team last season. Um, You know, I see a lot of love for Wenyan Gabriel and a lot of people kind of pining for just, you know, maybe just add that continuity back. He was fine. I think he, you know, served his role fairly well, considering his weaknesses and strengths. Uh, You know, he's going to get, do the dirty work down low, get physical, try and get some rebounds, uh, some cuts, dump offs, all that, all that, you know, Fifteenth man stuff. So why not bring him back, Tim? Uh, is it just that other options are better, or is his uh, his role kind of become less valuable on you know with the roster they have this season?
3: I would say that man he he has the energy, he has the attitude, he has the degree of effort that fans like, and, and I think players like everybody likes. We like it, and that's something that can keep you in the conversation. The raw talent level that he has and what he's been able to do with it has not put him in a position to break into more opportunity than that. And I liked him. I enjoyed watching him play. Some of these other guys have more upside. I think we know what he is at this point. He's got a little bit more mobility than some of these guys. He's not you know a defensive rebounder he's not the best rim protector often on the offensive boards he's going to give you some extra possessions but it's not someone that oh no 80s down for 15 games go slot Wendy Gabriel in there for for 25 minutes I don't feel good about that like I think you could do better there and I think you have the mobile guy in Hayes I'd be looking for a guy who's like more solidly a drop player or Someone who's able to space on offense, I don't know that he he's really able to fill the the mission that Rob Pock is looking to fulfill with that additional roster spot and for that reason I, I think he's you know lower on my list compared to some of these other players, but it's still someone that hey if it's him or Tristan Thompson like I, I'll take Wendy Gabriel if it's him or someone else we're not talking about there are players that I would rather take him over um I wouldn't be upset if he's the final roster spot but the like you're capping the ceiling there and I I think with this role you want to be able to find someone that that has a little bit more ceiling so it's like it's okay and I appreciate it I don't want to overrate how he's able to arrive to his impact through that hustle though I I should say he, he did have a pretty solid season this past year and it was a year that was better than what he's done in in other seasons. This was his best defensive impact season, his best overall impact season. Um, he played over a thousand minutes. This was the first time he's really gotten an opportunity at the NBA level. He showed a degree of finishing that we hadn't really seen from him before. B minus help defensive acti- activity among rotation bigs. B minus rim protection. That's actually better than than I was thinking. I could get behind this. Like I would take him over. I think I'd take him over Tavares. I would take him over Thompson. I would rather have wood. I would rather have fall if I'm going to be honest. And I think Gabriel and Whiteside are are right in there. I think you, you can lean Gabriel just because of Whiteside's age. And, you know, he, he was okay. And we've seen some highlights for him in the Puerto Rican league, but, He has not displayed the same degree of play in that league like some of these other guys have in stronger, stronger leagues. So I think Gabriel should certainly be in the conversation, and if he ends up being the guy, I'm not going to be upset. Thompson last season, when the Lakers had Bamba, who's a drop big, and they had Gabriel, who's a more effective drop big, he made sense Is another guy that could be more of a mobile big. And we didn't have much of a, a sample on him recently, to be able to tell you, like, this is what to expect. When guys take off a year or two, you don't know what you're getting back. And he was able to show something in in that Denver series. Not enough that I'm like, oh, you know, move him to the top of the priority list. But also, I think, looking at what the team has done since then in acquiring Jackson Hayes, you now have a guy who does fill that, you know, roll and cut big, mobile big archetype that, Thompson brings to the table and it's a younger guy with more upside that has been better recent, more recently than Thompson has. So I, I just, I don't see the pitch for Thompson just because of the redundancies and skill sets table and the lack of an upside, especially for, for a guy at his name. Let's see, He is uh, 32. So it's, I, I don't expect a big, big bounce back from him. I think. You know, OK, rolling cut big. OK, mobile big is the hope. And you can hope for more with some of these other players. And I don't see a need in, in, in bringing in a guy who would be directly competing with Jackson Hayes when you can bring in another guy who, to Rob Polenka's point that we talked about last pod, diversifies what they're able to do. Give You know, present different looks with your front court. I don't, I just don't think he does that.
2: All right, Tim, so we've come to the kind of end part of our discussion about our bigs. It's time to do a quick tier list, okay, for the last spots on these options. Okay. All right, so let's start with how you would tier, you know, from S S tier's top to F tier's worst. Uh, let's start with, I'm going to bounce around. Let's start with Wendy and Gabriel. How would you feel on, like, this tier list if they, they picked Wendy and Gabriel and brought it back?
3: Ooh, I'm between a C and a B and I will adjust here in a moment. But I, 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 I guess I'll say C if you had to, had to make me go somewhere, but in a moment I, I might adjust that up a little bit.
2: All right. That's a good, good baseline as a guy who came back or uh, who played for the team last year. So let's go next to Bismack Biombo. I'd put Biombo at... Who Help me out here in the chat.
3: Are we thinking Biombo's a a B? Is Biombo an A? Biombo's a very siloed player in terms of what he's able to bring. I, I feel like he's like a B plus or a B to me. I think he adds another element that's valuable. But yeah, yeah, somewhere right around
2: there. All right, I like that. Uh, I agree. I think, you know... As we talked a little bit about yesterday, he, ca- he kind of caps the ceiling just by being another guy who's probably going to get played off the court. But he will do those things well in the regular season that could maybe make their life easier in the playoffs mm-hmm. if they have a better seed. Yep. All right. Let's do... So I pick Colin Castleton on here, and I want to contextualize that with... Uh, let's say like, they convert him. Tomorrow to a full roster spot. Where would you put that on the list? Oh, man. Okay. This
3: is going to be a very, uh, someone's going to screenshot this. You may very well screenshot this. I'm going to catch.
2: Some <laughs> I shit put convert it. on there.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like Kyle Castleton. I want Kyle Castleton to have an opportunity to play. I think there is a path during this season where at a certain point in time, you do convert him and it makes sense as it is a very good option. If they were to do it tomorrow, to me, that's a bad path. It's not the worst thing you could do, but I'll put it at an E, because I, it, it you know, it, you you should throw a dart at one of these other guys and see if it works. And if it does, you know, and if you're going to throw a dart, throw a dart on some upside. And if you are going to throw a dart, if it, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great. <laughs> you cut them and then promote <laughs> Castleton if you need to. Like, so yeah. you don't need to make that decision tomorrow. I would say that's a a poor asset management move. Yeah. Because you're just, you know, limiting opportunity there.
2: All right. Now we got a little bit of established. Let's do the man, the wood, okay. the legend.
3: Uh, I'm gonna stick him at an S. He's I think this is the best option on here.
2: No hesitation. Look There's so that. much upside. There's so much upside. Yeah, and
3: and the what he was last year was still a ten million dollar player, which to me is the upside for just about anyone else on here.
2: Yeah, I mean them getting would at the mid-level could have been like, oh, well, I mean, I don't know if I agree with it, but I, I could see what they're going for at least. Um mm-hmm. Let's go next to Hassan Whiteside.
3: I'm going to stick Whiteside in at a, who, a D, I think, Okay. because I like what he brings, or I like what he brought. He's getting older. And he's, uh, we an additional season removed and what he's done thus far overseas in Puerto Rico, while yes, again, has had some great individual games at an overall level has not been able to be as strong of a player as a Tavares or a fall. And so I think he's trending down and, but it's still, you know, there, he has as recently as two seasons ago shown something. I'd rather put him in that role than convert Castleton tomorrow.
2: Yeah. I think that's fair. And then we're kind of getting to the rest of these lower tiered options we spoke about today. But what do you think about Mustafa Fall? I
3: would put Fall in, in, and maybe this is just me too high on him. Feel free to disagree with me. I'd argue that he's in the C range. I'd prefer him over Whiteside and... I think you can have a conversation of him versus Gabriel.
2: I think that's fair. Uh, I think just kind of being, you know, out of the league for a little bit, giving him uh, maybe a little bit of a learning curve, but ultimately he's good at what he's good at. And he's going to be able to be good at that in the NBA as well. So I think he's a solid mm-hmm. player. Uh, I yeah. I, thought, I thought he was a good big uh, from what I watched.
3: And and like when he was on that Lakers G League team, he was 20 or uh, not G League, Summer League team. He was 24. Like he's 31 now. This is a like vastly different part of his career. So I wouldn't like I wouldn't look at what he did in Summer League as evidence of of anything that he is right now. So I would I I think that Olympiakos film and the data shows that he's like a really solid guy that would
2: be worth a shot. So, yeah, I feel good about that spot there for him. All right, we'll save the best for last. Uh, Eddie Tavares, ooh, Hmm.
3: D or E? What do you think? Ah, I think he's an E. Okay.
1: I don't I know can, if he I can, can make kinda...
3: it. His fluidity, it like the athleticism piece.
2: I, I'm so looking for a little big, bit, dude. He's so big. Like seeing him play in summer league years ago. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. He's like the perfect Euro center, though. Honestly. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Especially in a league
3: where like you can you know camp out at the rim a bit more, play shots once they hit the rim. Like yeah, you just slap it off the rim. Yeah, exactly. That's a better fit for his game. I think Fall and Whiteside are better equipped for the NBA game, but you know, shout out to Vars—he's done some really good stuff. Just don't know that he's ready for that uh, that that trip back over overseas
2: to the U.S. Like, yeah, what is he gonna do? Run a thousand pick and rolls a game with Scoot Henderson? Like, (laughs) that's the luck to him. Another Mm -hmm. fine big, but uh, last but not least, Tim Tristan Thompson—you know him, you love him, you already bought his jersey, I'm sure. On on Wish or one of those (laughs) affiliate funds. I can't, I can't because, uh, you know, the impending signing of him is. I'm
3: going to be pretty pissed off if this is what, if that's the news we get tomorrow. I'm going to say, Tom, like, just keep him where he is. You don't even need to move him. Um, Off the uh, team. Stick him as an F. Stick him as an F. I mean, that would be like, I'm actively upset with the move because, not because I didn't like what he showed us in that Denver series but because LA just went out and got a guy with Hayes that kind of slots in right ahead of him in the same sorts of ways and there's not a situation like with this guy we're not looking for a 30 minute per game guy we're looking for someone who situationally makes sense and there will be games there will be moments there will be tactical situations where it's like okay we need a, a fall white side Tavares kind of dro- a castleton sort of drop big a Biambo sort of drop big what's the situation where you're playing Thompson in front of Hayes? I I don't know what that is. And because of that redundancy along with the fact that he is a good bit removed from like solid rotation caliber NBA level basketball on any sort of real minute volume, I just don't I don't buy it. I w- hope to be wrong. If they do get him, I want him to do well, but if that's the move given the limited, you know, given the information I have available to me today, I would not like that, that decision.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's uh, something if you really can't get anything. And honestly, if they're anything like they were this season, they're just going to sign him in like March just to save that extra couple million, that prorated salary, baby. But I think this is an interesting <laughs> exercise, to Tim, uh, because I, I think it is clear that, so there's no one in a, it was S Christian Wood, no one in a, uh B Bisnak Biombo, C Wenyan Gabriel and Mustafa Fall, D Hassan Whiteside, E Colin Castleton and Eddie Tavares, and F Tristan Thompson. So there's there's tiers here is kind of what we're we're visualizing. And the idea that wood is significantly better than the next option, I think is you know, just a visual of kind of how we're thinking adding somebody for that price point um, to this team can can be really exciting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad we did this. This was a good idea. I would say that I think Wood is closer to being down in the A range than Biambo is to moving up to the A range. That's if fair. that if that yeah. helps add an additional layer of context here. Yeah. Like there's there's there is risk with Wood. There are headaches and there are things that you need to figure out and need him to buy into a role which the team has done with Dwight, the team had done with Dennis. There there are things that, you know, would be, I don't expect it to be 100% smooth, but there's a lot of upside there that like looking at the rest of this list, a lot of these guys don't provide anything close to that or their upside is his, you know, what he did last year, which certainly wasn't his, his ceiling. So not saying he's a perfect player, but at the min, that's about as good as you could possibly do. If you're the Lakers looking to add talent, looking to make yourself take yourself from a title contender to a title, you know, maybe not favorite. I don't think adding him makes you the favorite. But if there's a way to add talent at a, in a way that like, you know, is a huge value on what you're able to pay from a spending power standpoint, it's grabbing a guy like that who's in a situation like that. And if it pans out, you're in great shape. And if it doesn't pan out, cut him. And there's, you know, seven other guys on this list. Yeah, exactly.
2: There's other options out there, too. I just feel like this is... Mm-hmm. We're taking a, a handful of guys for the moment, and uh, we'll see where Wood lands because that domino could fall soon. There's still a couple dominoes up in the air for the NBA. Uh, but that should be a good place to leave it for today, Tim. Uh, as always, you guys want to get into our Discord, shoot us a five-star review. Uh, DM that to Tim or I or the, the pod accounts, and uh, we'll get you in there where you know there's no rate limits, there's no uh weird stuff going on there and continue the conversation with a, a great community and you know find your people.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Jump in there, check out the link in my bio. It has more info on the various tiers we have. And I want to shout out some of the folks in those tiers, Court Prowess and TJ Timataji in the arena sponsorship arena sponsorship sponsorship tier. And then Zach Harris, QDadio, iPod Shuffle Miguel, T. Shuttleworth, Omar, Roy, Abdulrahman, Keneal Mason, Doppel, and Romario in the owner's box. And then shout out to the courtside and lower bowl crews as well. It's a great community. It's a bunch of fun. Johnny just put the link in the chat if you want to check it out that way as well. Final question, Tom, for you. Final, final question. Looking at all these guys, not knowing who LA is going to pursue, do you think that Jackson Hayes will have more or less minutes than big man signed with the 14th roster spot this season.
2: More to, for sure.
3: Today you had to make a, a guess. Yeah, more. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with. I, I think all yeah. of these what eight guys on here, if they go for Wood, I think Wood has a chance to be to go higher than him, and several of these guys. For sure would be lower. And then there are a couple that I think could be in the conversation. Yeah. But if you had to, you know, put your money somewhere, I'm I'm with you. I would say that Hayes would get more minutes than whoever, you know, mystery player on the 14th roster spot. But I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. you know, again, if it is Wood, it could happen. If it's Bianco, it could potentially happen.
2: He's at least gonna get a shot. And uh maybe mm-hmm. they don't add somebody until he falls on his face. But um the lakers have kind of always seemingly had that backup five spot kind of uh, you know post dwight at least it's been a little wishy-washy they've been willing to to suffer there a little bit um but hopefully that changes they have some options here and uh yeah come back and join us on thursday we'll we'll keep our conversation going as well we'll play the video again in case you want to check out Mustafa fall thanks thanks everybody have a good one